choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, what up? This is Kels at KMGZ on Twitter. This is Thanks for Asking. What's going on? It's episode 190. I've been forgetting to say the number, it's 190. So look, let's get into this really quick. This is going to be the last episode before the holiday. I'm going on a holiday break. I'll be back in New Year. If I got anything to say in the meantime, I will put little snippets on Twitter and Instagram like I do. So this is also going to be probably short because, you know, I thought about canceling it, but, you know, I give you, I give you one before the holiday. But it's going to be brief, just so you know. All right, so let's get started. Um, yours in negritude is going out to the Philadelphia Eagles um, and Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick, for pulling out a win. That team that played, um, what was that, Sunday night? That's the Eagles team I've been we've been waiting for all season. That's the Eagles team we saw last year. Um, you know, I know everybody's injured, but just like last year, we was injured. You see, we put up 30 points. I think... My personal opinion, I think that Nick Foles should have started this season because he won the Super Bowl for us. Carson was injured. It's no need to rush him back. And Nick is a senior quarterback. And, and, you know, Carson Wentz is good, no doubt. But Nick sees the field better, and he gets the ball out faster. He just reads it faster. He calls the play, and he and he throws it. And he throws the ball on the rope. And Carson don't really seem to have that command of the field as much. Yeah, you get the, the audibles and all of that with Carson, but a lot of that is because he don't, you know, he don't necessarily see the the play, he don't necessarily read where the play is, whereas Nick gets in there, he reads and boom, that ball is out, Carson misses a lot of wide open receivers, you know the game, he just was looking for Wentz, like he's just not, he's injured and he's not as uh, savvy on the field as Nick Foles and I think Nick Foles have been, as the Super Bowl MVP, should have been the starter, they panicked and took him out because he had one bad game, niggas had bad games you know, he's not the, he doesn't give you the lateral movement and the, you know, can extend plays the way Nick can, but he don't need to all the time because he gets the ball where it needs to be. And, um, you know, no need to rush Carson back. It just wasn't. Um, you know, so that's the team that we're used to seeing. Um, hopefully that's the team we'll get, we'll see, um, this week, again, like I said, we ain't going to win the Super Bowl, not this year. So, you know, I really just wanted to mess up the Cowboys season. It might be still a chance for that. We'll see. But, like, you know, it, it, I, I, but I'm glad to see our team is back because it was like, what happened? Well, we see what happened. Like, you know, it's, it, it makes a difference when you put, put Nick Foles in there. You know, he's relaxed. He, he, he doesn't force things. I mean, he threw that interception, but I don't think that was his fault. At Zach Ertz, um, you know, he didn't. He didn't go to the ball. The receiver just came up and went to the ball. He was standing there waiting for it to get to him. He didn't go to the ball. Um, yeah, so, you know, yours and negative two, Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see what we do this week, but I'm just glad to see that, like, it wasn't a fluke. Like, we see if you put Nick in there and run the offense the way you, you know, run it, then then things happen. And that's no knock on Carson. Like, it's not an either or. Like, Carson is definitely, you know, the future of the team, but, like, he's he's – it is what it is. Like, you know, I'm sure not having an offseason hurt him a bit, and he's just a young quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback. Like, he makes rookie mistakes. Well, he's not a rookie anymore, but you know what I mean? Like, he's a he's new to the league. He makes new to the league mistakes. 
You know, he maybe he doesn't see things the way Nick does. And Nick throws that ball on a rope, boy. Buddy, boy, that ball will be right where you need it to be. Boom, right in the pocket. My God. Um, all right. Moving on to current events. So the whole Cardi and Offset uh, drama continues. Offset ran on stage and interrupted her show, made a video. It was a lot of opinions about was it abuse, was he abusive. Listen, they should have never gave some of you niggas books and, you know, words because, you know sometimes a cigar is just a cigar like yes we see all these you know cases and these pathologists we see that but like y'all don't have like not smart like not everything in the work I do we have these things called red flags right where we look for things that are red flags and that draws our attention and let us know we need to look closer right now you have some people in our field who are in my opinion not great at what they do who, when they see a red flag, they just, you know, go up like, oh, well, it's this, this, and this, this means it's that. That's not always the case. You can have every red flag that that there is come up, and when you look at what is going on and you research what is going on, you realize it's perfectly fine. It's just, oh, this is just happens to be a situation that because of these things, these things, and these things, and these things, hit the red flag. Then you have some other situations that don't hit any red flags, and somebody will say, oh, it's perfectly fine, doesn't hit any red flags, but people who with a trained eye and with experience will look at it and say, wait a minute, no, that doesn't make sense because of this, this, and this. Oh, but it didn't hit, I understand it didn't hit any red flags. The red flags are there to draw your attention. They are not the thing in and of itself. Example I'll give you, um, I'm trying to think of one that'll relate to everybody. Um, well, I, I, sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now. But just, I think everybody knows what I'm saying. The indicators are to draw your attention. Just doesn't mean, put, okay, you, your gauge in your, in your car, right? It's go, the gas gauge, it goes from full to empty, right? You, you get in the car, you, you, um, you know, the needle's all the way to E. It, do, you still, it doesn't mean your car's not going to start. That's just an indicator that you're low on gas, you, you're going to run out of gas soon, but it doesn't mean that you're out of gas. A person might get in the car, oh, it's on E, and, and get out and walk to work. They never try the car. No, you turn the car on because you're low on gas, but the car might still start. Your car might get 30 miles to a gallon. Your, your work is only 10 miles away. You'll make it. That's, I don't, that's kind of a weak, but y'all know what I'm trying to say, right? And so... The same thing happens, yes, we understand that, you know, like we always say, well, like I say, I don't really like those public, uh, public, uh, what do you call them, um, engagements, and, you know, big, some people like big displays of affection, but I think, again, that comes down to the person, if you are with the person, and you know they would really appreciate that, like they really like extravagant things, then you would do that, but a lot of times, people, guys, tend to do things like that because they want to put the person on the spot or they want to pressure the person and and figure, oh, well, I'll do it in front of all these people and she won't turn me down or if she does turn me down, then clearly it's not my fault. Clearly I'm a good guy and she's a bitch because, you know, look at all this did for her. Knowing good and goddamn well that that girl broke up with you two weeks ago and told you she didn't want to see you no more or let's just be friends or whatever the case and so you decide you want to pull a stunt and and propose to her in public and now she looks like a bitch because she says no when you already knew she was going to say no, so it's an attempt to manipulate right, I get that and so people were saying, people have been saying this about Offset with him running on stage and all that I get that, I could be wrong, but I don't that's not what I get from what he's doing what I get from what he's doing is that he is young, 
he is immature, he and he has not had a person like Cardi before. These little rapper dudes, they run around with these little groupie chicks and ski hoes trying to get a bag or trying to do this or just saying they fuck her. You know, these girls nowadays, they, they hustle is, is trash, you know. <clears throat> they do all this just to get on Instagram and say they do it. They don't get nothing out of it, so that's what he's used to dealing with. He's not used to dealing with somebody like Cardi who is strong in the mind, has her own money, has her own career, and honestly, <clears throat> probably... If she had known how big she was going to be when they met, she probably would not have stopped for him. She probably wouldn't have married him. Now, she said she wanted to have a kid while she was young, and maybe that figured into the equation. I get it. But, you know, he might have been just a dude that she would have just been a boyfriend, girlfriend with her, like Rihanna does. You see how Rihanna rolls through niggas, right? She she need, she have you when she, you know, useful, and then, <coughs> sorry, when she gets tired, you know, it's on to the next one. And so I think that that's what, like, I think he's young, he's immature, he's probably never been in a relationship relationship, he's never been married, so he's not aware of how, and he's getting terrible advice from a bunch of other niggas who don't know shit either, who deal with the same kind of girls, and don't, you know, when you're dealing with, when you're these rapper dudes with this money, and you're dealing with these women who need you for something, it's different. You can control them, you can do whatever you want to do, because what are they going to do? They Their come up is you. But when you're dealing with somebody who does, who's independent and doesn't need you and can step off and her life won't be any different than it was before you got there, then that's different. You have to approach that different. You have to deal with that different. A lot of these dudes, they don't know how, they have no clue how to even do that because they don't deal with those kind of women. They deal with birds. Basically, they deal with a bunch of birds who's trying to get pregnant so they can get some child support or whatever. Like I said, just get on the gram, Right? So I just don't think he knows, he, and, and so these dudes tell him, no, you know, you gotta do this, you gotta do these grand, stupid-ass gestures that, yeah, a 14 or 15-year-old, somebody, you know, immature and young, would think, oh my god, it's so sweet, oh, he came on stage, that's, that's childish shit, that's, te- that's teenage high school mentality shit, that'll work on, like, a little silly-ass teenage girl, that's not gonna work on a grown woman. And so that's what I see from him. Now, I could be, I personally, from what I know of Cardi, Cardi's pretty legitimate and real. I don't really think Cardi would be with an abusive nigga, and I think Cardi is, she's a stripper. She worked in the club. Part of being a stripper and working in the club is to know how to manipulate men. Part of knowing how to manipulate men is to know how men are. So I'm pretty sure, and and she's from the Bronx. So I'm sure that Cardi is aware of, um, what an abusive nigga, I mean, she left her first boyfriend that was in jail, cause she was like, yeah, I'm not gonna be with somebody that puts me down and don't wanna support me and don't wanna get behind what I'm doing, so I don't really think Cardi, I know y'all have been underestimating Cardi from day one, y'all swear she's dumb, y'all swear she's ghetto and hood and all these things, that may be, but she's not stupid, okay, so I, I doubt that she would be with a dude that's abusive, I think he's just bit off more than he can chew, and he does not have the range for this, he's, he's, thinking, you know, he can be married and still fuck around, and you know, it's worked every other time, but it's not working now, because Cardi don't need you, and she says she wanted to have her baby young, and she got her baby young, so you can go, so, you know, and I'm not saying they're gonna, whether they get, I mean, she seemed, again, I don't, I've always told people, and I thought it was a trait to cancers, but it's actually 
a lot of women are like this. Like when I'm when I say that I am done, I have already made up my mind, and 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 I'm just letting you know. Like it's no, you know, I'm resolved. That's it. Ain't no talking because I decided months ago. I'm just now letting you know. I made all the moves I needed to make that I needed to make, and now I'm letting you know. And when Cardi posted that video, she didn't seem, I mean, you know, she wasn't happy, but she seemed very somber. She seemed very resolute. She didn't seem upset at all. She seemed like, you know, she was like, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and make this announcement now, because she even said we've been um, separated for a while, so that means I've been going on for a while. And so, but, again, when you are involved, when you are married and there's a child involved, I judge people differently for, you know, like she said, look, I'm not saying I'm going to take him back, but I'm, you know, what, what I might, what's the, no other dude is going to, basically what she was saying is I don't want no other dude around my baby, like if I'm going to have a dude, it might as well be the father of the baby, so she was like, I'm not going to, but I understood what she was saying, and I think that's, I, some of y'all might agree with me, but I don't know what y'all, but I mean, look, y'all hetero people, y'all have kids by people, you don't even know their full government name or nothing, so, you know, I don't know what y'all do, but I don't, I don't judge people the same, some of y'all be doing, going up for these boyfriends and girlfriends, y'all don't have no ties between y'all and going through all these changes, when you were married and you have a child, child, you have to do what's best for the child, and so if what's best for the child is y'all gotta get along amicably, or maybe you gotta give it just another chance to see if this nigga really can do what he said in the video dog, that video was some of the funniest shit, if that nigga was breathing hard, holding back tears, he sound like when your parents about to whoop your ass and you trying to talk them out of it, no, I'm gonna be real good I know, I'm gonna get my grades, I promise I'm gonna come home every day, I'm not gonna say nothing to the teacher I know I, I know you had told me to say something to the teacher, but I thought she was talking to somebody else and I didn't even know it was me, and I, next time I won't say nothing, I'll just be quiet like, that's how he sounded like, in that camera, begging her to come back so, um, but this, the stage thing, it was too much, that was too much, and people was like, she should follow her, fire her publicist, I didn't really think that was fair, because, I mean, like, what did, what was her publicist supposed to do, tackle dude to the ground, and throw him out, that's still her husband, that's still her baby daddy, like, he was gonna do it regardless, you know what I mean, so, at least, I guess she figured, well, look, let's just, let's not completely crash the show, let's not completely act the fool here, let me go ahead and escort you on the stage so it won't be no, you know, scenes or whatever I mean, it's gonna be a scene regardless, but so it could be less of a scene, so I feel like she was just in a tough situation, like, she's a publicist like, it's not on, you know, what happens if she don't let him on, the card is like, oh my god why you didn't let him, you know what I mean, I mean, I don't think Carter would be like that, but he put her in a possible situation, okay, like he was gonna clearly do it regardless so, you know, what was she to do Cardi wasn't for it though, and I didn't blame her, and it was just too much, like, but you listening to these knucklehead niggas telling you, oh, go do this, like, dog, dudes are so weird to me, because y'all do all this extravagant bullshit, but you just refuse to act right, all you gotta do is act right, that's all you gotta do, and then y'all wanna do whatever, and then when the girl is done, now here come all this bullshit, and extra nonsense, and drama, and videos, and like, what are you doing all this, like, it wasn't acting, like, right, much easier, I'm, I feel like it was, I, I just feel like acting right is easier, um, yeah, so, you know, shout out to Cardi, she posted a video yesterday talking about she missed the D, which was hilarious, and pe- people were like, oh, they gonna get back together, hold on, y'all, I gotta pause, alright, y'all, so, sorry, I had to, uh, little emergency there, so, um, whatever I was saying prior, the point is, um, <clears throat> whatever Cardi and Offset decide to do, I wish them the best, I mean, I don't think, I mean, you know, Offset, he seemed like, alright, I mean, he a cheating dude, but, I mean, 
who ain't a cheating dude? So, I mean, he don't see, I don't, I mean, y'all can tell, is that the one who was calling people faggots? Maybe. All right, you know what? Never mind. Because as soon as you get somebody roses, they make you look stupid. Um, moving on. And, um, sorry guys, this is going to be super short. Um, it's actually related to a topic that comes around on the Twitter timeline quite a bit. Um, it's uh, people complaining about like lack of podcasts. Everybody talking about the same thing, all the same content. Personally, me personally, I listen to podcasts. I listen to I don't ones I don't. I don't. It's not really the topics. It's the it's the personality and the host. Like if I find you funny and engaging, I'll listen to you to discuss your you know current events and topics or whatever before somebody else doing the same thing. I, some people listen to all those podcasts talking about the same shit. I don't because not everybody's interesting and I don't want to hear it all. But the ones that are um you know interesting, I do. But I think that's if you think that there's. Uh, uh, too many of the same podcasts, I think that's probably, you need to branch out, because there are so many podcasts out here, but so many subjects that are so interesting, like, I just started up with Spotify, I always had title on Apple Music, now I got Spotify, and there are so many podcasts on there that are super interesting, and two, I mean, I listen to a whole lot of them, there's El Chapo, but the one that I've been listening to, like, the past couple days, that's super, um, interesting, it's called Oh, damn it, I ain't got the phone. Um, it's called American... There's two. There's American Scandal, which is about all the scandals that, you know, we've had in this country to divert the, 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 the... What is it? The chapters I'm listening to right now are on the Ron Contra scandal. Um, where they got Balco and a whole bunch of other ones. This other one is, is American History. I'll put it on Twitter after. My phone is somewhere else, and I can't look it up right quick. Um, but... That's the one I'm listening to now, and it has like it has a series on prohibition, which I just got done with. It's a lot of stuff about prohibition I did not know. Like I knew, you know, the general stuff of what they teach you in school, but it actually was deeper than that. It actually didn't. I thought it was just okay. Well, you know, the the twenties came along, and it was like I don't know. These religious people came through, and they wanted to ban alcohol, so they did. And then the gangsters and the shit got so violent, and so they was like, nah, screw that. It wasn't, though. It, the, the actual prohibition, the push for prohibition started actually in the late 19th century. And what's interesting is, basically what it was, was the immigrants from Europe were starting to come over in the late um, 19th century. And, you know, the, the white people here were, you know, oh, these are not real Americans. We need real American values because what was happening was the immigrants were coming over and instead of going, to, you know, America was a farming society and people were on farms and a good American country values, you know, real America. And the immigrants were coming for the jobs in the cities. The cities were starting to build up. You know, this is at the turn of the uh, 20th century. So Chicago, New York, uh, Philadelphia, St. Louis, which I guess... Back in the day, St. Louis used to be like a major super, you know, hub city, just like Chicago, New York. Um, and, um, what, Boston. Those were the main cities that, you know, all the immigrants were flooding into to, you know, do all the stuff that, you know, was done in this country in the uh, beginning of the 20th century. And it was upsetting um, America and its homegirls because all these people were like, oh, you these new immigrants, they're not American very similar to what's going on now, except it was with the white immigrants, right? They're not American, they don't have our values, and so apparently what was happening, because, you know, the factory jobs back then were so terrible that they had these things called saloons, and alcohol was, like, everywhere, and, like, people would just drink because it helps you deal with the 
killer physical labor that people were doing. Like another thing I didn't know that that book, the, the um, was it the the Jungle, written by Upton Sinclair. That's a book about like um the union and all of that, like all of that stuff, like back in the day, how the slaughterhouses and how terrible the conditions were. I've never read that book. It's one of the classics I've never read, but I've heard about it and I've seen excerpts, right? But it's basically about how horrible working conditions were for immigrants back then. And apparently that book was written or, or the, the, um, stories told in that book or the tone of that book was, had a lot to do with, um, alcohol, because I guess what, with prohibition and like the, 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 um, harshness of the work, because I guess what was going on was the work was so harsh and so hard that people had to drink alcohol to get through it. And so, but what happened was in the morning, people would like, just get up in the morning. Like you get up and have your coffee and go to work. People was getting up and going to like saloons and drinking. And I'm talking about getting drunk. Like the hair of the dog, that's where it comes from. You get up in the morning and you, and you was hungover from the night before. And so you had to go to work. And so they would drink be at work drunk, and so a lot of the stuff that happened in, um, in, um, the Upton Sinclair book was because the workers were drunk, so yes, the, the, the conditions were deplorable, and the work was hard, but people were falling into machines, people were maiming themselves, people, and it was because they were drunk, right, because <laughs> they were at work toe up, so, that was a lot of it, where people were like, oh, the morals are going down, the degradation, these immigrants are coming in, and they don't have these good Christian American values, and guess who it was led by? The white women, the 53%, Carrie Nation and them, so it was a big push, all of, started in the late 19th century, to get all the way up to where they finally prohibited alcohol, and then what happened was, as we, most people are familiar with, the gangsta, you know, nobody stopped drinking alcohol, but what was happening besides the gangsters and the violence, which everybody knows that story, what was happening, and this is also something I didn't know, is it was a two-pronged failure, because not only did you drive it underground and drive the price up and, and allow all these speakeasies and gangsters and just all the stuff to happen with prohibition and mob and all of that to flourish, that was the one prong that everybody knows about, but the second prong was there was like a nationwide epidemic where people were dying because what was happening was, and nobody had stopped buying liquor, everybody was buying liquor, but only the rich people, like the politicians, and the rich folks could really, like all the stuff we, we associate with like prohibition in the 20s, the roaring 20s, the clubs, the nightclubs, all that, that was rich people, and famous people, that wasn't the regular people, regular niggas couldn't get in the cotton club and all that shit, those was rich white people from downtown coming up, and you know, coming up here to Harlem, and you know, the performers and all of that, the, the boxers, it was, it was, upper crust, the average Joe wasn't getting in them places, so they, the average Joe was like buying liquor on the street kind of like you buy drugs, and so and everybody, just like with the drug game everybody was getting their foot in it because they was like, oh, this is where the money is, so liquor was like, uh, you didn't know if it was liquor, it might be liquor, it might be alcohol, it might be paint thinner, it might be turpentine so people were getting poisoned and dying and the hospitals were just like people just coming in poisoned from the from the bad hooch they were drinking right, um and so it was two-pronged, so you had the problem with the violence and the, and the crime and the grift and the corruption from on the on the mob side, and then you had the regular people dropping dead because, you know, the alcohol was, was bad, and then so the government would try to 
combat that and they would denature the alcohol which basically means they would put something in it to like make it taste really bad or so it wasn't po- wasn't um, drinkable but people ain't care they would just find a way around it but it, you know they would do things like put turpentine and all this poisonous shit so the shit was a failure on all fronts you passed this law because you wanted people to stop drinking alcohol but not nobody was not drinking alcohol everybody was still drinking it and people was also dying and then we had all this violence and crime and graft to boot so that's basically what led to the repeal the shit was an utter and total failure and and much quite ironically much like the drug war now but nobody ready to have that conversation but it's very similar um but yeah I learned that on this podcast called um I think it's called American History or American Story it's American something it's on Spotify um that's a good one I just told y'all about American Scandal there's another one called Crime Junkie which is like all the, um, y'all know I told y'all I listen to true crime joints, so it's all like the true true crime cases, and some I've heard of, and some I have, actually quite a few I haven't, um, very interesting, so, and then there's El Chapo, which is on Spotify, which is about El Chapo, and his trial, and the rise of him, and how everything that went with, along with that, so, yeah, I don't agree with y'all, there's a lot of podcasts out there, so many, that I have so many in my queue, and every time I get another one, here comes another one to pop up, it's just, that's what y'all looking for, y'all staying in that little one circle, and honestly, like, I'm not a hater, everybody get their money, but a lot of those shows, like, you know, it's nepotism, they put their friends on, and it's, you know, nobody else can get on, and I mean, listen, some... There's a lot more talent, good, smart, bright talent out here that's one being showcased. Nepotism destroys a lot of industries, and you know it's got the it's got a lot of industries looking real fucked up right now because it's everybody's friend put and that works in any industry. I understand, and I'll do that. Like I'll put my friend on, but I'm gonna put anybody. I'm just typing anybody I see that I suggest y'all podcast all the time. If I see it and I like it and I think it's good, I'll suggest it because why not? But some people, you know, they don't want to do that because then they don't make it show that what they doing ain't that hot or what their friends doing. So, you know, y'all got to get out of, you know, it's more than pop culture podcasts out there. It's, it's more than 10, 5 or 10 podcasts out there that everybody tweet and know about. It's a whole lot of podcasts out there on a whole lot of subjects. So, you know, I don't agree with y'all. I mean, I, I listen to podcasts all day. I switch between podcasts and music, podcasts and music at work because, you know, and I and I'm a pretty well read and educated nigga, and I learned stuff. Like I said, I didn't know about that pro, a lot of that stuff about prohibition. They got another chapter that's on the civil rights movement, and it starts in like goes through. <clears throat> I was pretty knowledgeable on all that one, but you know, it goes through Brown versus actually starts before Brown versus for education. It goes all the way up to um, the Civil Rights Act of '65, I think. But it's very interesting. There's and there's another chapter on the Jackson, Andrew Jackson's presidency was like when a lot of fuck shit in the United States occurred. Um, the other one I'm listening to on American Scandals, the Ron Contra, very, very interesting. Crime Town, they're doing um Detroit with Kwame Patrick. Last last season they did Rhode Island. I wasn't interested in that, but the one they got this year is on Detroit and Kwame Patrick. Extremely interesting. Um, the Steve McNair one I told y'all about, it wrapped up today. Um, that wasn't no conspiracy, that girl killed that boy um, Atlanta Monster it's all, it's all kind of stuff, you know, serial killers so, y'all need to maybe branch out and, you know, y'all probably looking for stuff in the same genre and I've listened, I don't know how many relate. I don't know what y'all had a rose do I don't know how many relationship podcasts you can have but like, I don't know, I'm not entertained why people sitting around talking about, you know, relate like I'm just not, like, y'all are not interesting, none of your relationships are admirable that I would want to, like, emulate or care about, like 
you know, I think it's way too much, it's way too heteronormative, way too hetero-focused, way too dating and, you know, bullshit. For, it's like, a lot of these podcasts I listen to, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I like, I told y'all before, I like smart, intelligent people who have things to say and who know things and who speak from experience and background about the things that they're talking about. I'm not saying you gotta be like, you know, super smarty arty, but like, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to hear a podcast where people are just sitting around talking, they don't know anything, they haven't done any reading, just you know, it's like when you go to detention, you ever been to detention, and the kids that's like the regulars in detention, the conversations that they have, that's what a lot of these podcasts sound like to me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a hater, they're popular, I know people like them, but I just, I listen to them, like people listen to this, like how many times can you listen to people, five people sit around, give all the same opinion, with all the lack of knowledge, with all the ignorance, and just be long, wrong and strong, maybe you'll have one person that'll digress, but I mean, you know, God bless them, they don't even be doing the best job either, they do what they can, and you know, at least they speak up, but like, you know, how much relationship if I, how many sex podcasts, like, come, like, y'all are boring, and I don't find it interesting, so, maybe you're like me, but you need to branch out, because there, there's other podcasts, they are out there, um, yeah, okay, so wrap that up, I don't have no Genghis kicks for y'all, because it ain't no drop, all the drops was last week, and, and what's out is ugly, um, <coughs> Um, if something comes up, I'll, I'll put them up, but like I said, yo, this is the last episode before the holiday break, I'll be back next, in the new year, like I said, if I got little snippets to say, I'll put them up on the TL, but yo, thank y'all, thanks, it's been a great year, actually, it's been a terrible year for me, but (laughs) y'all have helped me get through it, thanks for riding, thanks for listening to this, tell your friends, rate me, um, and all of that, and happy, Merry Christmas, happy new year, some of you I know in person, I'm sure I'll see, some of you I don't, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and um, yeah, um, see y'all next year, peace.